Indian Horror Story Location Assam, India This takes place around 2018 I'm doing a government job and at the time was posted in a rural area near Bhutan border and I usually head it back home around 2ish since villages usually have flaky electricity supply and I was heavy into gaming at that time I decided to rent at a nearby town and would commute to the office on my motorcycle for around 35 kilometers. The road was pitch and well maintained. There were no houses around and sparse forest areas for the entirety of 20 kilometers till the road merges with the national highway. So coming to that eventful afternoon, I was riding back home at around 3 p.m. and had to cover around half of the way. The roads were usually vacant with the rare car overtaking you or a man and his cattle. Their peripheral vision tends to be active and if you spot someone or something you look. Here I see this lady in a tribal garb walking on the side of the road. Around 30ish I would assume. When I overtake I look in my rear view mirror to see her face. Surprise surprise nobody there. I stop my bike big mistake but in my mind. This was a spooky adventure and in broad daylight, mind you. But rather than getting afraid, I decided to investigate. The area was mostly baboon trees with no houses on either side, so it was not possible for her to get off the road and be somewhere. So after a few seconds of looking, I take a leak and head back home. The rest of the evening is spent playing games and eating dinner. Nothing unusual. I go to bed around 1am and around 3am. I suddenly wake up with an intense feeling of dread. I open my eyes but cannot move my body. Sleep paralysis I think. I have had similar attacks quite a few times before so I know how to deal with it. I do not try to move my body, I just close my eyes and wait for it to end. Suddenly I find myself embraced from behind by cold hands. I can feel the coldness radiate through my body. Now I feel nervous. I have never seen apparitions or felt any presence in my previous sleep paralysis. I nervously squeak. Who's there? After a few seconds I hear a female voice. Not harsh, but sweet and melodious. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. What will you do with my name? I'm seriously a mess at this point. I croak out. Please leave me alone. She says. I manage a why, and the answer is because you were looking for me. I don't know when I slept. The next day, I came down with a high fever, and I decided to skip office. I was alone in a new town, and my parents were in a different end of the state, so asking him to come down was not a feasible question. That night, same situation. I feel the embrace again, but this time I pretend like I do not feel anything. I lay still and feverishly pray. I hear the voice. I do not reply. The voice repeats. Said village is a small habitation, around 20 to 15 homes, and a tea slash grocery shop near 3 kilometers from the place that I first mentioned. I don't know when to sleep. 
The next morning, I get ready to go to the office. Today, I need to get to the bottom of this mystery. I reach the office and confide in my attendant. Let's call him Ram. He was a local of the place, so Ram and I head to this place on my bike. We head for the tea shop and strike up a conversation with the owner. A chatty fellow. He tells Ram in their local language that the wife of a woodcutter who stayed there was found mysteriously dead by hanging a few days back. Local authorities declared it a suicide, but the info was that the couple was constantly fighting and overall it was an unhappy marriage. Reasons was because the lady could not conceive after five years of marriage. The husband was obviously grieving and stuff, but tongues were wagging about how he had done off with his wife. I now knew what I needed to know. Rand takes me to a place, a local tantric, who asks me to narrate everything in detail. I spill all the beans. He says I was a fool to stop there, and that God was with me, and that's why I did not die in the last two days. According to him, people who usually get their lives snuffed out are usually malevolent after their deaths. They do not know right from wrong and vent out their anger on any poor soul who happens to cross their paths. And silly me, I had a pee of all places. He performs a puja for me and gives me the ashes. He said, spread these on the entrance and near your bed and do not clean them off for seven days. He takes only 20 bucks from me as payment. I do what I'm told and that was the last time I was bothered by this entity. To conclude, the logical mind would assume sleep paralysis and my colored mind to be the reason for this experience. I would beg to differ for a few reasons. First, I am not sure you have a coherent conversation during sleep paralysis. Some people do see things, but the way she talked to me narrated the place of her death does raise questions. Secondly, I have never had sleep paralysis for two nights in a row in my entire life. Third, at the first instant when I saw her on the road, how could she disappear in a split second with no place to be or hide for a few miles? I feel like this experience has opened my eyes and broadened my horizon. I am no longer a naysayer. There are indeed some things which we may never know, but which will continue to elude us. And sometimes it gives us a small peek into their existence.